At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Charlotte Hornets. Rob Longo with you after a winning edition yet again of the Hornets Hivecast. Charlotte winners in Portland for the first time since March 29th of 2008. They win it 93-80 to in the Rose City. Don't look now, but the Hornets have won five of their last six. They are now 15-42 and 42 on the campaign. Been playing some really good ball, especially on this West Coast trip as they wrap up a four-game road swing tomorrow night against the Milwaukee Bucks. Helping me out, though, with all of the topics that we have on the docket today, we're going to recap this one, provide our top performers, and we're also going to talk about the defense because the defense has been playing outstanding here as of late. It's the lead writer, once again, of Hornets.com, Sam Prelly. Sam, thank you for joining me on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast, last one on the West Coast, last late night one that we have here for you this season, and the Hornets are able to put a button on this one in a pretty, pretty, pretty nice way, I would say. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. And yeah, it's bittersweet. Won't have many more of these super, super late night chats, but it's very nice that we're ending the final one of the year with a victory uh, makes it a whole lot easier to stay up late for sure. Yeah, let's go ahead and recap this one as the Hornets were a little hamstrung with some injuries in the game last night. No LaMelo Ball, no Mark Williams. Davis Bertans missed his second straight game. And then Seth Curry was a little bit of a late add-on with right hip discomfort based on everything that Steve Clifford said before the game, hoping that it's just a one-game absence. We'll see what his status is for tomorrow's game. But the Hornets started off on a pretty good hot streak here 
in the game last night. Started the game on a 7-0 run. The problem is, though, that the Blazers countered with a 7-0 run of their own. Portland able to take a lead there midway through the first quarter, but Charlotte able to bounce back as well despite turning the ball over seven times in the first quarter. Hornets led it 24-18 to after the first quarter play. The 18 points, the second fewest allowed by the Hornets in a quarter this season. You have to go back to the Utah game at the end of January where the Hornets were making that big comeback in the second half after allowing 82 points in the first half where the Hornets allowed just 17 in the fourth quarter against the Jazz. And that was kind of a little bit of a theme here for the Hornets in this one last night as Portland shot just one of 12 from beyond the arc there in the first quarter. Second quarter was more of the same of those numbers in the second quarter. Charlotte ends up shooting about 50% in the first half. They shot 56% in the first quarter, about 45.5% in the second quarter, but the Blazers were just abysmal. Shot 26% in the first half. They were 1 for 17 from beyond New York through the first two quarters of play as they held Portland to just 16 points in the second quarter. So simple math based off of what I just said. That was the fewest points allowed in a quarter by Charlotte this season. Also the fewest points allowed in a half by Buzz City this year as well as Portland only put up 34 points there in the the first half. Charlotte led at 47 to 34 after two quarters of play. We go to the third frame where things got a little bit tight. It got down to single digits a couple times and the Trailblazers ended up cutting the deficit a little bit down to 11 going into the fourth quarter. It was 70 to 59 in favor of the Hornets and Charlotte able to win the fourth quarter just by a 23 to 21 margin, but they were able to push things out well ahead of Portland as the Trailblazers made it a more respectable score towards the end of the game in garbage time, but the Hornets still able to pull out a 93-80 to win in Portland. First win, like I mentioned, in Portland since 2008. A lot of good performances in this one and not so many good performances on the other side here in this one. And like I mentioned, Portland just did not shoot the ball very, very well. End up shooting 35% from the field in the contest they were 9.4% from beyond the arc. That is 3 for 32. They did go 11 to 16 at the free throw line. Portland, the sixth team in NBA history to attempt over 33s in a game and make only three of them as they go 3 of 32 from beyond the arc. So, again, not the greatest of shooting performances, but in Portland, Hornets had some difficulty turning the ball over, Sam, in the game last night, but all in all, a win is a win, is a win is a win. So there's obviously some things that the Hornets would like to clean up, but all in all, it's still a good result. Oh, for sure. Anytime you get a win, it's a good result. And there are a little bit of some similarities here just in the way this game played out, uh, similar to the Utah game. Uh, Hornets got off to a great start, a little bit of a different way. I think they, they did it on the defensive end, obviously, whereas in Utah it was the three-point shooting, uh, which where they were like 10 of 16 or 10 of 18 at halftime in that Utah game. And then the other team, this time being Portland, kind of caught up a little bit in the third quarter, got it to within five there with about eight and a half left in the fourth. And then the uh, Hornets just ripped off that 16-0 run and kind of put an end to it. Uh, so it didn't really come down to the last couple minutes like it did in Utah. But uh, the Hornets did a good job, again, of kind of responding to the run that Portland made, uh, if you can really call it a run, but the way they kind of crept back in the game there at the end of the third, start of the fourth. And uh, I like the resiliency. As easy, you know, as it seems sometimes to be playing with a lead like that, it's something the Hornets have not had a ton of experience doing this season. And, you know, when another team is down double figures, sometimes they start gambling a little bit and they start taking shots they normally wouldn't and uh, it can kind of get away from you a little bit so really impressed with the maturity of the Hornets to kind of 
put this one to bed there uh, in the, that big run in the fourth. But, yeah, defense really, really got it done. It wasn't exactly their best game. wasn't the prettiest game of all time, at least on the offensive end. Turnover still a, a pretty big issue. I think they had 19 or so, but uh, and also gave up a lot of offensive rebounds. So possession game as a whole was not very good, but um, that's the way you're going to win games in the NBA. You play defense, you can afford to have – some not-so-great offensive performances, and that's exactly what happened last night. And again, the Hornets shot the ball fairly well from the field, about 49% on the game. Three-point shooting wasn't the greatest, about 29% ends up being 7-24 from beyond the arc, but compared to just 3-for-32 from three like Portland was, it's a light and day difference, so certainly helps the cause in that sense. But Charlotte did a pretty good job in terms of sharing the basketball, 24 assists off, 37 made field goals, but the difference in this one I felt like was Obviously, the turnovers, 19 turnovers for the Hornets. It only resulted in 17 points. So I guess in that sense, they were able to minimize the damage a little bit, considering that the Trailblazers turned the ball over 16 times and Hornets were able to score more points off of those turnovers. They ended up scoring 21 off of those 16 turnovers. But the big difference in this one, and this was something that I talked to Sam Farber about in the preview edition yesterday on the Hornets Hivecast and my stat to watch was the second chance points opportunities because Portland does not just shoot does not shoot the ball well and obviously we saw that yesterday shooting just 34 35% for the game from the field and then that 3 for 32 from 3 that I've been talking about but they ended up with 22 offensive rebounds and I know you're going to have more second chance points opportunities because you don't shoot the ball very well but they did a really good job in general just out rebounding Charlotte 22 offensive rebounds resulted in 21 second chance points the Hornets had Four offensive rebounds resulted in four second chance points opportunities. Portland won the rebounding battle 56 to 41 in favor of the Hornets. And I know that's something that maybe just kind of gets lost a little bit in this one, just simply for the fact that the Hornets end up winning by double digits and they don't shoot 34% from the field. They don't shoot 9% from beyond the arc. So again, it's one of those things where, hey, you take the win, you take a, a W in a place that you haven't won in over a decade and you just get the heck out of there and you move on with your road trip. But again, these are some things that I feel like the Hornets need to clean up. Steve Clifford has obviously said that as well, but all in all, I mean, it just kind of goes back to the resiliency that you talked about there, Sam. So certainly a win is a win is a win as the Hornets pick up a 93-80 to W in Portland last night. Still a lot to talk about this one. Several players in double figures, several players with double doubles as well. We're going to bring you our top performer picks right after this here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. 
Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Rob Longo and Sam Perley with you on a winning edition of the Hornets Hivecast, as always presented by Santa. Charlotte winners in Portland last night, 93-80. to 80. A lot of performances to talk about. Before we take a look at the ones on the Charlotte side of things, a cap tip to the other side, of course, where DeAndre Ayton finishes with a game-high 26 points, also finished with a game-high 19 rebounds as well for a double-double. Jeremy Grant also finished in double figures with 15 points. Anthony Simons had a terrible shooting day, 4 for 21 from the field. I think at halftime he was 1 of 13 from the field, and he finishes with 10 points. So those are the three players in double figures for Portland. On the other side, though, for the Hornets, Nick Richards leading the way, team-high 21 points. He also added 10 rebounds for a double-double. Miles Bridges had a double-double with 18 points and 10 boards. And Cody Martin had a double-double with 11 points and 10 assists and 6 rebounds as well. So plenty to pick from in this one. Brandon Miller also in double figures with 17 points. Vasilya Micic had 11 points off the bench as well. A lot to like in the individual performance category after this one last night, Sam. So I will defer to you. Who is your top performer from last night's game? I'm going to go with Nick Richards. Uh, like you mentioned, 21 points, 10 rebounds. Those were both team highs. Also had a team high three blocks. Eight of 11 shooting. Got to the line seven times too, which I think was kind of an, something that flew a little bit under the radar uh, and had a couple offensive boards. Fourth career 2010 game, and three of them have come since January 24th of last month. So just thought he was really, really good. They did really good executing or he did really good executing as the role man on the pick and roll. I think he had three dunks out of that formation there in the third quarter. And, you know, it was tough. Aiton played a really good game. And I think with his ability to stretch the floor just a little bit more um, and the Hornets not having a ton of size around Nick Riches to kind of complement his rebounding, it can be a little misleading, some of the rebounding numbers in, in the sense of, you know, Nick didn't do as well on the boards as the final stats would indicate, but you could just you could feel his presence out there. You know, he's really aggressive at the rim, both offensively, defensively, blocking the rim, uh, just getting in the way in a really good way. So, uh, very very good performance from Nick Richards, and he's done a great job, especially of, as of late. But keep in mind that this is he came into the season as the the backup center, and I think he's improved these past you know, a couple weeks for sure as the Hornets have needed them even more with Mark Williams still out. Hand off Cody Martin. Martin, bounce pass back to Richards who will rock the rim. A two-handed Dr. Pepper dunk. And that's the full two liters. Nick Richards rolling hard to the hoop. 
and throwing it down with authority. I thought Nick was great in the game last night. A majority of his points and his rebounds coming in the second half as well where the Hornets needed it most, but he's just been phenomenal, and like you mentioned, I think people get lost a little bit with this absence of Mark Williams since he's been out for so long that you forget that Nick Richards was supposed to be the majority backup center on his team, and of course, since Mark's been out, unfortunately, he's been able to have to shoulder that load, and he has done a phenomenal job doing it. The 21 points, 10 rebounds, the efficiency, the 8 of 11 shooting from the field. I mean, he did it all in a game last night where he had a very, very tough assignment against a guy like DeAndre Ayton. Of course, DeAndre Ayton certainly got his with the 26 points and the 19 rebounds, but in a head-to-head matchup, Nick Richards was able to win those minutes, and I know that he had other pieces around him and that sort of thing. He finishes as a plus 9 in the plus-minus. DeAndre Ayton finishes a minus 8 in the plus-minus, and again, you take that team that Portland has around DeAndre Ayton and you say, well, maybe that's kind of the root of the reason why he was a negative in the plus minus, but a minus is a minus, a plus is a plus. So you got to take what you can get. And Nick Richards, certainly a big top time performer in the game last night. For me, I'm going to go with the guy that you heard on the other side of that highlight facilitating to Nick Richards. That's Cody Martin. Simon's three blocked by Cody Martin. Miles Bridges, the recovery. Miles Bridges ready to take off. He feeds Cody Martin, goes up and under the reverse lay in for two. Hornets are off and running. Cody Martin, I thought, played an absolutely phenomenal game last night. He doesn't have the flashiest of stat lines, but he finishes with a double-double, 11 points, 10 assists. He also had six rebounds, four of eight from the field shooting, just one for three beyond the arc. But again, in a game where you're just facilitating and you're running the main point guard duties, that's all that matters is just you're able to dish the ball out and the assist-to-turnover ratio was great, 10 assists compared to just two turnovers. He was a plus 10 on the plus-minus. That's tied for Miles Bridges with the best plus-minus of any starter out there on the floor. Bryce McGowan's an interesting stat line. Finishes with 21 minutes and only four points out there, but he was a plus 17 in the plus minus. But again, going back to Cody Martin, I thought he played a phenomenal game. He's kind of been up and down a little bit ever since he's kind of shouldered the starting point guard load in terms of the turnovers, but he's been able to limit them the past two games now, going back to that Golden State game as well. So Cody Martin has been doing a phenomenal job here, I thought, in this void with LaMelo Ball out and trying to Learn on the fly a little bit just because of all the newer pieces around him. But after the game, head coach Steve Clifford talked about the reason why Cody Martin has found his success. And it's really not a surprise because he's finally rounding back in the form. Since he's come back, what we've been able to do, and you're seeing it now, is, as you know, when he first came back, he had, you know, he played seven games last year. He missed a lot of this year. And he wasn't healthy, so he couldn't play every night. And we're in a position, you know, because of injuries and everything, where we could do that. And so he's really been allowed to kind of get into rhythm, get into condition and feel good about his health over this last like few weeks. And now, you know, he can play back to back and play 28 minutes, 30 minutes on the second night. And you can see his movement is a lot better. But more than anything, he's just a lot more in rhythm. You know, his instincts are coming forward because he feels more comfortable physically and he's just in better shape, better rhythm. I think that gets lost a lot here, Sam, is the fact that we got to remember that Cody Martin basically did not play for an entire calendar year in professional basketball, just trying to rehab and work his way back from that knee injury that just continued to be a thorn in his side and just couldn't quite feel right and finally was able to come back this year after missing still a handful of games going into this season as well. And it just seems like finally things have been able to click. He's finally been able to find his rhythm because, I mean, obviously you and I can't really relate to what Cody Martin has gone through, but I can't imagine it being very easy Sitting on the sidelines for basically a year, your knee just simply does not feel right in a sport that you have to have these 
quick movements and you have to jump and you have to do all these different things to be efficient and effective out there on the floor. So, again, I can't imagine what it's felt like for Cody Martin to finally get back into this form and finally we're seeing the player that the Hornets really relied on two seasons ago when he was that sixth guy off the bench and saw the potential in him when he signed that contract extension. And unfortunately, before this season and before the basically first couple months of the season, we weren't able to see that over the last year or so simply because of the injuries. So I feel like we're finally seeing that Cody Martin round into form that we were promised from that contract extension a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, and you're seeing a version of him that I don't necessarily think the Hornets were expecting to see in the sense of having him to play you know, point guard full-time right now. LaMelo's injury has opened a void in that area. I know they do have uh, Vasily Micic now in from the deadline. Um, but, you know, it, it's kind of thin in that backcourt in terms of ball handlers. And, and they, you know, for one reason or another, injuries, trades, you know, other other movements, it's, it's kind of a position that they've needed somebody to step up and take the reins. And again, I, I think I said this on after the Golden State podcast, that this is a really hard position to learn on the fly. I think Cody Martin has, has done a little bit of ball handling in the past, but not to the extent that he's doing right now. And this is a very, very tough undertaking that the Hornets have, have asked him to do. And he, I think, is doing a sensational job. And then you factor in, again, how long he's gone without playing uh, or how little he's played in the last 18 months coming into um, whenever he returned uh, several weeks ago, I think is is really, really good. You saw that tonight. I mean, the Hornets didn't play well, at least offensively. I mean, they played well enough, but, you know, the turnover issues and, and didn't shoot particularly well from three-point range. But a lot of the points they got were, were dump-offs down low. They were kickouts. They were Cody Martin finding the right guy. I mean, 10 assists on 37 made shots. He's contributing not only from a scoring, but he's also contributing. It's got to be at least 30-ish, 35 points that he's contributing in some capacity. So uh, I think he's doing a really, really good job. And I'm excited to see once the Hornets get LaMelo Ball back, how they're able to kind of complement the ball handling. Because the more ball handlers you have on the floor, the better it's going to be for your offense, the more fast break you can run, things like that. So uh, I think this sort of stretch right now there has been you know a little bit of a learning curve here and there some some ups and downs but overall I think he's doing a really good job considering the circumstances and uh, I think it's only going to be something that can help him and the team moving forward career high 10 assists from Cody Martin last night five of those coming in the fourth quarter alone in crunch time as the Hornets win it 93 to 80 Portland obviously with those 80 points a season low allowed by a Charlotte and the defense has looked really really good as of late we're going to talk about that and the reason why it's been so successful here over the last few games. We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Hivecast presented by Senta. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. 
This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Guys are, you know, like we're good with our hands right now. We're getting deflections. Um, you know, we're locked into the game plan stuff. They're talking to each other. And I think as much as anything, like hopefully that can be the start of an identity. You know, for so many new guys, we got to have things that, as you know, that you grasp onto and, and hopefully the defense can be the beginning of that. That's head coach Steve Clifford after last night's win, 93-80 to over the Portland Trailblazers in Portland. Rob Longo and the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley, putting a button on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast, a winning edition of the HHC. Charlotte winners of five of their last six now here over the last couple of weeks, if you include that all-star break in there as well. But Sam, the one thing that's been consistent here for the Hornets over the last handful of games during this stretch has certainly been the defense. Of course, the 80 points allowed by Charlotte last night, the fewest allowed in quite some time, especially this season, of course. But you go back to a couple of these other games because you look at the Portland team and you say, well, they're the worst shooting team in the NBA. They had a really, really bad off night, especially from beyond the arc. Okay, you can certainly make that case and you can certainly make that argument, but there's also a case to be made that the Hornets had to play a factor in that as well because as bad as a shooting team can be, it's 2024. There are no bad shooters in the NBA across all 30 teams. Teams might have off nights. Players might have off nights, but in general, everybody can put the ball in the hoop. You're not seeing these low-scoring games night in and night out like you did 10, 15 years ago. So certainly there's something to consider in that sense. You go back, if you want a different example, you go back to Friday's game against Golden State where the Hornets held the Warriors under the century mark for the first time this season. It was also the fewest points that Golden State has also scored this year as well. So Charlotte's been playing better defense as of late. If you want to go back to the beginning of this road trip in Utah, Hornets allowed 107 points on the road at Utah, but they also held Atlanta right before the All-Star break to under the century mark with 99 points. So, I mean, in the span of the last four games now, the Hornets have been able to hold teams under the century mark where previously in the season, they only did that once, and that was when they 
allowed 97 points against the Philadelphia 76ers, and they still ended up losing 97 to 89. That was in the middle of January. So all in all, this defense has certainly taken a turn for the better. There's a lot of reasons why, and I think the biggest one that you point to is these veterans that came in at the trade deadline. I mean, they certainly have made it a point of emphasis to play defense. There's a lot better defensive effort out there on the floor, and it's translated into offense, and it's translated into wins as well. Yeah, I think that's definitely the key, and it's just I think there's a number of things that you don't have as many guys playing out of position right now. You've got Grant Williams, I think, has made a huge difference the way he's able to switch on the different defenders. I think having Vasilya Micic uh, is bigger, is a bigger backup point guard. Davies Spurtans has size, Seth Curry, I mean, all these guys are veterans. And then also, like, like I think you mentioned the other night after the Golden State game, it just, I think the way that the play style is kind of complementing each other. You know, the Hornets have asked so much of Miles Bridges and, and Brandon Miller these last few weeks. Uh, pre-deadline from a, a scoring standpoint and they become so exhausted you know you have to think that the usage is just kind of gets exhausting after a point that they have taken so much pressure off them now with having more guys on the floor that can score and handle the ball that that sort of gives them the ability to kind of harness and use that energy you know more balanced out so they're not doing everything on offense now they can use some of that energy on defense and uh, I think again having the turnover stuff aside, you've seen the offense have much, much better, much, much better of a groove these last five or six games. So I think it's a kind of complementing both things out. You know, they're not having to, you know, run back in transition as often. They're not having to take the ball out of the net as much offensively, which is which is helping them. So I, I think it's really a two-pronged approach, but the defense for sure has really, really helped them, especially last night. And uh, in the Golden State game, give them a chance. I mean, they had they had a really rough offensive game, kind of similar to Portland had last night, but the defense kept them in it, uh, similar to how Portland's defense kept them in the game last night. So a couple quick stats. They are first in the NBA in offense in those past six games, uh, first since the All-Star break. And I think, I want to say, the 177 points they've allowed in the last two games are their fewest over a two-game span since March of 2018. So they've been really, really good. And I think there's a lot of factors. But again, obviously, the infusion of, of new guys at the deadline, the way it's kind of just streamlined the depth chart a little bit, uh, and you've got guys that are not having to do so much all the time. They can kind of have a role and stick to that role. Uh, I think has been the biggest key. Now, obviously, these teams that the Hornets have held under the century mark are, let's just say they're not the best. Obviously, Atlanta's been struggling kind of up and down. I know they're one of the last teams in the play-in tournament picture right now, but they also might be struggling. You never know. They did win last night, but Trey Young will be out for at least the next four weeks. He's going to be reevaluated in a couple weeks, so they're not going to have him available. You go back to the Portland game. Last night, obviously, Portland is not very good. Similar record to the Hornets, unfortunately, this season. But, of course, Hornets are turning the corner, so it seems, after winners of five of their last six. Golden State is not the Golden State of years past. Either they are one of those teams that's also fighting for a play-in tournament berth, or at least they're in the play-in tournament picture right now as things stand out in the Western Conference. So there's an argument to be made that those teams, just quite frankly, aren't very good. And you look at a... Milwaukee team tomorrow that's coming up. And I know that we'll get into our Bucks preview tomorrow with Sam Farber on that edition of the HHC. But if you take a quick little peek ahead at this game, Milwaukee has been held under the century mark three times this season. One time in November, one time in January, one time in February. In two of those three games, Giannis Antetokounmpo did play. Damian Lillard did play. It's not like they were without some of their bigger pieces. So there is ability there for the Hornets to hold the Bucks to under a century mark 
in the game tomorrow. We're not going to get into hypotheticals or anything like that, but if I have to lay the question out there for you, Sam, if it is another strong defensive effort by the Hornets in tomorrow's game, despite all that firepower that Milwaukee has, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Damian Lillard, some of those other role players that can sprout out for 15, 20 points a game. If they're able to limit Milwaukee defensively, and heck, if they're able to pick up a win in Milwaukee tomorrow night, what would that say about this defense? What would that say about this team moving forward as well? I think so. And, you know, I'm just just thinking about this Milwaukee game and, you know, how good it would be to finish that road trip three and one. But uh, if you look at the Milwaukee team and obviously you look at the names, but since they've started a new head coach, the offense is the thing that's really taken the step back as they try to get their defense in order. So I don't think you really look so much at the opponent and who's on the other team and where they are standing wise. I mean, things fluctuate so much during the season. I think um, Indiana and Atlanta were top 10 offenses at the time when the Hornets faced him. I want to say Utah was up there pretty well, like close to top 10, I think maybe in the last month. So a lot of that, it can be kind of, you look at the overall standing and then you look at the last several weeks or last several games and kind of balance out. But, you know, I think it would be really, really impressive for the Hornets given coming off the eight-day layoff to go into this West Coast road trip to come out three and one with wins at Utah and at Portland where they hadn't won in uh, you know a decade and a half and then to finish it off against Milwaukee uh, would be a really really impressive finish but I think if they go in continue to play the style of defense that they've been playing these last five or six games get the offense going a little bit more stop turning the ball over I think they give themselves a really good chance and that's what a good defense does it gives you a chance to win night in and night out regardless if you're hitting shots like you were in Utah or regardless if you're not hitting shots as well like you were in Portland. The defense gave them a chance to win both those games, and that's exactly what they did. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it because, like you said, that is kind of a little bit of a step up in competition. It'll probably be the toughest team the Hornets have faced during you know this post-trade deadline window. So uh, it should be really, really interesting. And we'll get to see them again in Charlotte on Thursday night, which kind of makes the first game in Milwaukee a little bit more uh, interesting for sure. Going to be a fun next two games. Of course, that game on Thursday, the first time the Hornets will be back in basically two weeks after the All-Star break, all things considered in this four-game road trip. So be sure to get your tickets at Hornets.com for this one. But tomorrow's game in Milwaukee should be a good one as well. Sam Farber will have your game preview of that one tomorrow on the HHC. Sam Perley, lead writer of Hornets.com. Thank you, as always, for joining me on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast, and we are finally free of these 9 o'clock tip times here this season. Yes, I think there's a couple more 8 8 p.m. ones sprinkled in there, but uh, like I said, thank you for having me, and these are always so much easier talking about a Hornets win staying up until the middle of the night. I have absolutely no problem. If that's what it takes, we can do 10 p.m. starts, as many as we need. I don't know if anybody in a Queen City will come to those games. If they start at 10, everybody might be in bed by then. But we'll keep it in the back of our mind for future reference. But hopefully the Hornets can continue their winning ways tomorrow in Milwaukee. That'll do it for this edition of the HHC. For Sam Perley, I'm Rob Longo saying thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We'll talk to you tomorrow once again on the HHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.